Good day everyone! Maayong buntag sa imo. Naimbag nga adlaw kada kayo amin. Mayapagat panapun. Maupay nga adlaw sa iyong nga tanan. Sino ka man at kung nasan ka man. up sa family wholeheartedly hopes that you are doing well. I am Carlo C. Ceylon from Rapsa TIPQC. Your host for today's Luntian, the people and the environment. Eight season of Yuap Salitaan episode G entitled Environment, Pandemics, and Climate Change. For today's episode, we have architect Rosano Bobby G. Baradi, MS Architect UAP. Architect Bobby Baradi was the first licensed architect at St. Louis College in the year 1986. He received his Master of Science in Architecture specializing in planning and urban design in the University of Santo Tomas in the year 2004. He went to become the architecture program head in St. Louis College from 2004 until 2016. During those years, he is also the academic dean for the Civil Engineering and Architecture Department from 2012 to 2014. He became a PhD candidate and development admin at Don Mariano Marcos Memorial State University or DMMSU Open University from 2015 to 2018. During his years in the academe, he became the director for Luzon at the Council of Deans and Heads of Architecture Schools in the Philippines or CODHASP. From 2012 to 2014, he became the UAP District Director for Area A1 in 2001 until 2002. He was the UAP National Comelec Member in 2005 and 2019. And on 2015, he was the UAP Nominations Commissioner. He was also the Commissioner on Bylaws in 2017 until 2019. He was previously our Commissioner on Student Auxiliaries or UAPSA from 2019 to 2021. And he's also the Commissioner on Membership in 2020 up to the present. And we are not done yet. That's just Architect Bobby Baradi's academic background and National Professional Organization Chairmanships. Now moving on to his other achievements, Architect Baradi became the Bauang Local Government Unit's Consultant on Urban Development and Lead Mapper in Cultural Heritage from 2019 up to the present. He became the Council Advisor at the Provincial Government of La Union's Council for Culture, Arts and Language, or PGLU-LUCCAL, in the year 2021. He is one of the Commission on Higher Education's Region 1 Quality Assessment Team for Architecture from 2004 until the present. He is also the CHED's Regional Office 1 Evaluator and Advisor for BS Architecture Program at the Expanded Tertiary Education Equivalency Accreditation, or ETEAP, from 2007 until the present. And lastly, he is the principal architect of RGBD, RGB Design, a build services firm with 30 years of planning, design, and construction management services. Grabe no? Talk about achievements in life. This is what you may call hashtag goals. So, let us call, let us all welcome architect Rosano Bobby G. Baradi. Let us give him a round of applause. Hello po, Architect. Welcome po to our podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you po, Architect, sa pag-accept ng aming invitation. Ay, Kumusta po kayo? Ilocano. 
and being a consultant in the local local government unit for Bawang. Uh, it's my primary primary job to propose uh, projects that are sustainable, that are energy efficient, and that are something something that is uh, uh, that will help them uh, conserve. No, like uh, we are trying to develop this bakawan or a mangrove area, protected area by uh, recommending uh, organic type of designs to to lure tourists to visit the site. In fact, I always go around. This, Bawang is actually my hometown and I'm very glad that the, the present uh, mayor uh, hired me for this. I've been doing this for the last two years. And right now we are very busy decorating the town. With this, uh, we have identified nine tourism sites, and we are all decorating it with all organic uh, and local products. Okay, so that, that's what I'm. That's what's keeping me busy. Aside from being a professor at SMC and handling the thesis class, and we have several thesis candidates. One of them is uh, your district director, uh, Cedric, <laughs> Michael Cedric. <laughs> oh, special mention, pa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay po. Um, actually, architects, sana po we have more people like you know. Hindi uh, ko na po sasabihin ko ano yung LGU po, but gabi yung kasipagan nyo po. Since tourist <laughs> destination po kami, and then para hindi ko po dama yung mga projects na katulad ginagawa nyo po. Ano? Ayan. Kasi ano eh, la, la, uh, I, I, I work as a consultant for LGU Municipality of Bawang. They also invited me as a consultant to the provincial government of La Union, and everybody knows La Union is actually a surfing capital of the north. Yes. And you know when when you want to come to La Union, guys, all you need is your sandu and your short pants, and you can go around. That is what La Union <laughs> is, and this this is what we're doing. So everything is very casual here in the province, and uh, we are documenting heritage. I'm into heritage too, no. We are document. Uh, La Union is, has started full blast with the historical documentation of heritage sites because it began or Ilocosur has watch towers. We also have watch towers in La Union, and that's what we're doing. We have rich uh, uh, cultural sites here. In fact, there are already four towns no, in the province of La Union that is granted by NCCA to conduct uh, heritage and cultural mapping. Huh? Ayan. If magkakaroon po siguro ng field trip ang aming chapter, can we, can we invite you po to tour sure. us around? Sure, ayan, no, of course. No, no problem. No and syempre, for our listeners po, ayan, please visit La Union and pakihanap po si Architect Baradi. Baka malay yes. nyo, nakikita siya doon, nag-i-inspect ang mga sites. Ayan. Sure, I, I could I could tour you around. I'm I'm constantly in coordination with the, with the tourism department of the province of La Union. Oh, gabi, yung privilege yes. naman natin, guys. Yes, <laughs> yung magtutor sure. sa atin, si chair, yung previous chairman ng UAPS, ha? Grabe. <laughs> sure, sure. No worries. Ano po, architect, um, uh, can you tell tell us more about yung experience nyo po um, during the your chairmanship po sa UAPS sa last year po, di ba? During the spark of the pandemic. How was it po? Jeff, remember, pandemic, oh, um, new normal. How did you lead the yes, UAPS po? Well, I, I I started being a chairman two years ago. I had two terms. No, the first term it was still physical under NP Colin. So we still had physical meetings then, and we had uh, we had the concordies. We had all these physical activities at Luneta, etc., etc. And it was. 
was good because you know Colleen's term um, nung term ni Colleen malapit malapit na matapos yung term niya magta-transition na kay ano kay uh, Max doon na nagumpisa yung pandemic In fact, during the start of the pandemic last year, uh, I was at the UAP headquarters between March, thir- uh, March 12-13 and si Duterte ni-lockdown niya ang Manila ng March 14 last year. So we were very busy uh, evaluating uh, yung mga UAP awards bago nag-lockdown ang Manila. But I, I was able to went home to La Union on the evening of uh, March, 14, March 13 Tamang-tama, bang alas 12, nag-lockdown na yung Manila noon. And since then, nung nag-take over si, yung term ni Max, no? purely virtual lahat ng activities ng WAPSA. But we were able to get through it. Uh, Max Lumbera and, uh, and her team were able to execute the plans and programs as well. No? But everything were virtual and, I, I, and we had very good uh, set of officers and uh, participative uh, districts. And so naging maayos at maganda yung yung ano yung year end report namin year end report ni Max no we were able to 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 have a lot of accomplishment in terms of uh, the plans and programs of the WAPSA last year and i we hope also that you in your term you keep on uh, doing all the uh, previous activities and and adding with, with more substantial and more relevant uh, activities Ayun, architect, medyo familiar po kayo dun sa lockdown ng Mar- March 14. Bibigyan ko po kayo ng clue. Isa po yan sa magigintanong natin later. So guys, sa mga listeners po natin, if you're not familiar with Ate Max, siya po yung ating immediate past president for you, APSA. Yes. Past president. Yes. yes. Um, architect, yes. ano po, um, same same topic pa rin naman po. Can you, ano po, Can you compare what is the comparison between the face-to-face or your leadership during the face-to-face and then yung leadership niyo po on the online setup? How was it difficult po yung magan or mas tiring pa ba? Mas tiring syempre yung Apo. physical because I have to whenever there is a WAPS activity for example yung yung quadripartite ng term ni Pulin I have to travel from from La Union to Manila just to attend that three day activity where in fact yung quadripartite ni Max everything is virtual so I need not leave La Union kasi very strict pa naman ang border ng Manila uh, at Quezon City last year So I was not able to actually more than one year na ako hindi nakakabiyahe sa Manila eh. But uh, I'm constantly uh, uh, online no meetings with Uwapsa, my Uwapsa and and Max uh, officers no. So we were able to carry through no. Uh, si Max nga nasa Davao, can you imagine the distance no? Nagbi-meeting kami, nagbi-virtual meeting kami pero si Max nasa Davao, yung ibang officers nasa Manila kagaya ng nasa Ion, ako naman nasa La Union. So So we were able to, you know, carry all the functions uh, that we were able to. Uh, I mean, that was assigned to us because we are also supporting the UAP plans and programs like WAD, National Architecture Week, among others. They had a good job. They, they really had a good job and great performance for Max term. So we do hope that with uh, with uh, Zion's term, mas matindi pa yung mga gagawin niyo. And again, congratulations po sa ating previous term and also um, listen up po sa ating current term. This is a challenge na rin po from our previous chairman, no? Galingan nyo yes. po. Galingan nyo daw po. Yes. yes. Ayan. Architect, ano po? What was the hardest thing? Huwag kayo, kayo, mag, kayo magalala kasi paborito ko yung si Sayon. Ay, wow. Pwari <laughs> hindi po narinig natin na may favoritism pong nagaganap dito. <laughs> Ay, hindi naman. I know. It's, Ay, it's not really. It's not really. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pero um, um, CP Zion, ayan po, favorite daw po kayo ni, <laughs> ni Architect Bobby. Ayan. Sana all po, ayan. Ayan. Um, Sir Bob, um, what was the most difficult thing that you, um, po, na, what was the most difficult thing to do during the face-to-face? And then, what was the most difficult thing to do during the online? Sabi natin, okay, okay, so, pag online po, yung pinakamahirap is yung mga meeting natin, like face-to-face, di ba? Yung pinakamahirap. What's for you po, ano po yung pinakamahirap gawin? Sige, well, face-to-face uh, po muna tayo. Two, two, two years ago, nung, ano, nung term ni, ni Colleen sa fiscal year 2018-2019, pala, uh, mm-hmm. face-to-face na kami, di ba? So, whenever I call for a meeting, I have to wait for them at the UAP headquarters para mabuo sila saka kami mag-meeting physically. And we usually, we usually use the tri- triangle room of the fifth floor of uh, headquarters. And then, during that time, merong office na naka-assign for UAPSA saka WAPGA nung, nung physical pa, no? Two years ago. And then, nung nag-pandemic, no? Uh, Siyempre, natapos yung term ni Sir Benz tapos naging president na si National President Hen, uh, Rene Hiray tapos namatay siya due to COVID, di ba? So, ang dami namatay na architects including our National President. Tapos nagkaroon na ng ano, bagong administrator, administration, no? nag-OIC President si Sir Don. Tapos uh, iniba nila yung sistema sa headquarters to the extent that they they tried to remove the offices kagaya ng opisina ng WAPSA at saka WAPGA. So, we were challenged. In fact, uh, nung term yan ni Colleen, eh, kaumpisa ng term ni Colleen, tapos pandemic pa. Colleen had to travel from Davao to to Quezon City to attend to the ano, removal ng mga, ang dami kasing gamit din ng WAPSA eh. Marami rin tayong mga lumang printers, kung ano-ano mga equipments din sa opisina. Kasi gusto nilang patanggal lahat. No? So both WAPSA and WAPGA na walang kami ng office doon because they... Uh, ito programa kasi ng UAP to transform the different floors into functional rooms. So, ang pwede na lang magawa ng, ng WAPSA at saka WAPGA is to request for the use of the meeting rooms whenever we will have meetings, which wala naman naging physical na seal. So, yun yung naging malaking problema na minimax kasi mabuti na lang pan, uh, ano siya, uh, puro virtual, but we are using UAP Zoom for for those virtual meetings last year. So um alala ko no yung mga gamit ng UAPSA na tinanggal sa headquarters actually inilagay si keeping ni na Kulin ay ni na Max rather sa isang kasama nilang taga Quezon City I think na mga UAPSA. So yung mga gamit ng UAPSA uh, ay ay itinago no dun sa isang bahay or storeroom ng isang taga Quezon City na UAPSA officer din parang ganun. So during the ano during the term ni Max talaga na challenge sila kasi nga wala kaming chance na magamit yung headquarters dahil sinara nila practically yung headquarters to public no in fact lahat ng taong bumibisita headquarters hanggang sa lobby lang ng ng headquarters ng UAP eh dati-dati 2 years ago pagpupunta ako doon doon ako natutulog eh kasi galing ako ng La Union so pero ngayon sinara nila yun kasi nga ang daming nag-covid na na staff ang daming nag-covid na mga national officers at saka mga mga architects na pupunta doon so since then naging stricto sila so nagkaroon na ng new setup ang headquarters uh, limited na yung pagpunta ng mga tao doon but uh, we are hoping that the next few months magkakaroon na ng limited uh, meetings In fact, sa December 10, meron na kami face-to-face na meeting ng Commission on Internal Affairs. So, unti-unti nang babalik sa normal, hopefully, ang mga operations sa headquarters. 
ng UAP. Yes, ano? Okay. Let's think uh, the previous term sila Ate Max po no for paving way to our current term yes. no. Sila talaga yes. yung mga nag-ayos. <laughs> yung mga hindi na natin alalahanin yon. Siyempre sila na mga nakakot yes. noon. And oh. then um sana no in the next years maibalik yung mga offices. <laughs> Kasi mahirap ka naman magkontakt ng face to face wala tayong lugar doon. Oh, but but ano we we are authorized to to ano to use the meeting rooms whenever we we'll have meetings no because yun nga WhatsApp sa WAP guys under UAP. Yes. So we have the right also to use the facilities of UAP headquarters. Don't worry about that because ano i-coordinate lang ng WhatsApp sa WAP sa headquarters sa administration. Actually pati administrator ng headquarters na matay eh. Diba? Si Sir Jason. So, ang bagong administrator ngayon, si Sir Max. No? So, uh, iba-iba na yung mga, ano eh, yung mga na-assign doon. So, we hope we'll be able to get back to normal in the next few months para kayo eh, magamit nyo na yung mga meeting room ng headquarters ng UAP. Siyempre, may their roles, may, may their souls rest in peace. Ayan. Siyempre, nakakalungkot nga naman na yung mga architect natin uh-huh. eh, mga nawala since pandemic na rin naman po. So, ayun po architect, yes, no? Yes. Um, so, medyo slowly nag, ano po tayo, nagtatransmission po tayo from introduction, um, kumustahan, until nandito na po tayo sa pandemic. So, ano po ito architect, no? Since our generation po, yung, well, the millennials po and the Gen Z, Generation Z, familiar po kayo doon. Um, yes, this yes. is most likely our first time, like mga kaedaran ko po, our first time to experience pandemic. But in 2003 po, if naaalala nyo pa po yun. There was an outbreak of SARS coronavirus. Na-discuss po ito nung outbreak po ng COVID, no? Na meron daw pong SARS-CoV din. And then, nung outbreak po ng COVID natin, ang tawag dati nun, N-CoV, right? N-CoV. And then, naging COVID na. Or, yes. yung tawag sa yes. SARS-CoV is yung Severe Acute Respiratory yes. Syndrome. So, nagkaroon siya, ng, nag-start din siya in Asia. And then, nag-spread siya across United States. So, architect, naging affect, affected ka rin po ba nito? Kasi, parang ano pa lang kami, ako, parang two years old, three years old pa lang ako noon. So, na, narinig niyo po ba yung balita na to? Sa outbreak na to? Yes, yes. But, um, of course, the outbreak was heavily controlled in Metro Manila. But in the provinces, it did not spread naman. So, sa amin dito sa probinsya, hindi namin masyadong na, na experience. But uh, actually, I'm married to... Uh, uh, my wife actually is from Sampaloc. So, sila yung worried na worried dito sa Sampaloc area noon. But wala naman na... Ano, wala naman... Uh, na virus kumbaga sa family nila no we were just uh, uh, ano naman eh na control naman ng government during that time yung SARS cov ng mga panahon kayo but if we're gonna go to the start of the pandemic dito no uh, marami rin kaming ano I'll tell you later kung ano yung mga ginawa namin sa term ni Kulin at sa term ni Max tungkol sa uh, mga pandemic because there are also uh, communities of UAP that is dealing with that. I'll tell you later. Yes pa, yes pa. So, sabi niyo po, architect kanina, um, heavily controlled naman, da, naman po. Um, can you remind me po, kasi hindi ko po, hindi ko po alam, sino po ba yung administration at the time, ng 2003? Sino, Gloria Arroyo ba? Arroyo ba? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, kay, kay, Glor- kay, kay Gloria yun. No? Kung hindi okay, naman ako, hindi naman, Hindi naman ako expert sa statistics but I cannot recall but it's the term of Gloria kasi si Pinoy 2006 eh. So, so yun yun. Uh, 
wala namang ano, wala namang gaano epekto sa architecture yung SARS-CoV nung araw. It's more on health talaga. No? Opo, It's more on so, uh, architect, ano health po, issue um, kasi yan. Man. Pero sa sa architecture, hindi masyadong ano. Po kasi siguro, medyo hindi pa tayo ano, no? Hindi <laughs> naman siguro um, sikat, gano'n. <laughs> I don't know. So, architect, sabi niyo po, ano, hindi kayo masyadong nag-affected, no? So, how is it different po from the COVID pandemic right now and then yung pandemic dati? Di ba? Sabi niyo ba? Heavily, <laughs> heavily controlled. Tapos ngayon, the situation natin ngayon. Like, pa- paano niyo po ba sila mako-compare? Bakit? Paano sila naging different? Eh, pareho naman po silang, ano, SARS. Like, respiratory syndrome. Yes, but um, of course, ito ano, itong COVID, no? Nag ano siya eh, heavy, nag ano siya eh, nag widespread siya kumbaga. Ang bilis, no? Imagine um noong mga early days ng January last year, kokonti pa lang yung nag ano, na-detect nila na COVID, tapos nag rising na siya ng February 2021, tapos tumaas na siya ng tumaas ng March, kaya nga nag-declare na si Duterte ng lockdown ng Manila ng March 14 last year, no? And then after that, uh, term pa rin ni Colin yun eh. So, um, meron tayong committee sa UEP which we call committee, uh, emergency, no? emergency architects committee. They tap us, uh, the WAPSA rather, to assist them in, uh, uh, what do you call this one? Uh, CAD works kasi yung emergency architects nag-prepare sila ng mga ng mga isolation facilities, emergency facilities, yung mga triads, yung mga ganun. No, i-prepare ng WAPSA yun for the emergency architects. And at the same time, may mga famous architects din tayo uh, sa Pilipinas na nag-respond kaagad no sa call ng gobyerno na mag-design ng mga isolation facilities. One of them is WTA, no William T. As- Associates na pinablish nila yung mga ginawa nilang uh, wooden structures, temporary tents to accommodate the lar- rising number of patients in Manila. At ito, this was uh, published. So yung WAPSA, ginawa rin nilang role nila, yung committee ni Kuli, nag-assign sila ng, ng group of uh, CAD. Uh, group of CAD people, na I mean WAPSA, na tumulong sa pag-prepare ng mga plano na kailangan ng mga emergency architects committee to respond to the immediate need na mag-provide ng mga isolation facilities sa Metro Manila and even in the provinces. We have that on the record for during the term of Kulin nung malapit na matapos yung term niya. Because that was April, May, June, July yung transition to, to max uh, term. So with that, I guided them I coordinated those activities no, uh, to for them to help the emergency architects of UAP come up with plans that was uh, recommended to Quezon City, was recommended to DPWH, it was uh, carried out by the emergency architects para tugunan yung call ng gobyerno na mag-produce ng mga isolation facilities. Or even private architectural firms like WTA did that no, successfully. I think ano po architect no na explain niyo na po sa amin what um in a professional sense what the organization did during the outbreak of the ano, initial yes, outbreak yes. of the covid no but um uh, yes. I would like to mm-hmm. ano personally ask yung in a family setting na po um tell us more about your experience during that time nasaan po kayo were you with your family ganun po I had actually um 
uh, what do you call this? Um, actually, before I came to Manila for the because I was a judge for the national award, so I had to really leave to Manila. But my family was very much against my trip to Manila on March 12, 13. They they really did not want me to go. In fact, when I was in the border of uh, uh, La Union to Pangasinan, they were still calling me to go home. But I insisted to go to Manila to to you know to do my task uh, as a uh, WAPSA chairman and at, as a member of the judging committee. So ando doon kami sa headquarters ni na Architect Vanessa, yung yung Sinarex Chua, yung mga chairman ng awards committee. Ando doon kami, we were all working, even Sir Bents, national president na taga-Dabao, nando doon kami sa headquarters during that time. And galit na galit yung family ko to the extent that sabi ni, sabi, sabi ng ate ko, no, pagdating mo dito, hindi ka namin tatanggapin sa bahay. Sabi nila, mag-isolate ka agad, sabi nila. <laughs> True to their word, my experience, my, when I went home ng, ng March 13 ng gabi, they did not accept me in our house. In fact, they left my my uh, luggage in the garage and I had to check in to, to a local resort hotel here for two days, two nights. So, hindi ako umuwi sa bahay namin, hindi ako pinayagang umuwi, sabi nila, because they, they think that I was carrying the virus. Because Take Note, Quezon City during that time had 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 already very high number of COVID cases. So sabi nila, pag uwi ko dito, sabi nila, baka you might be a virus carrier. Eh, may mga nurse sa bahay namin. So they really did not want me to enter the house. So in, what I did is, I checked in a ano, local hotel. Uh, I stayed there for two days, two nights. Umuwi na lang ako dun sa bahay namin ng March 15. March 15 na ako umuwi. Pero I immediately isolated myself because they did not want me to, you know, maghalubilo sa mga member ng family ko. So buti na lang yung house namin malaki, may mga may mga guest room siya. So ginamit ko na yung isang get, get, guest room doon, nag-isolate ako ng 14 days, ni-report ako sa barangay, wala na, na-booking na, nagali ako sa Manila. So wala wala akong magawa kung di mag-isolate, mag-quarantine ako ng 14 days. That was uh, a sad experience but I was able to get through it. Hanggang ngayon, never naman ako nagka-COVID. Uh, there are two members of our family na nagka-COVID but uh, to me naman, thanks God naman, wala naman. Kasi uh, very risky yung trabaho ko. I always, nung naging uh, flexible na sila, may mga projects pa nga ako eh. So, uh, I keep on going out. No, Very risky yung ginagawa ko. But um, I was able to, to ano, hindi ko naman, hindi, na, hindi ko naman na-contact yung virus sa awa ng Diyos. Yes po, no? Um, I'm very uh-huh. sorry about po dun sa experience, no? But I really like the initiative of your family, no? Talagang, um, yes, yes. kahit na ganun medyo harsh yung treatment po, no? Pero para rin naman po sa inyo yes. and of course sa family niyo po yes, yung nangyari yes. <laughs> Ayan po, yes, no? Yes, yes. <laughs> so actually, um, uh, buti na lang po, wala naman po medyo, medyo harsh na nangyari. Like, no, nagka COVID talaga na malala. Wala, hindi wala ako na. nagka-COVID awa ng Diyos. Yung, yes. sa very risky yung mga lakad ko na palagi akong lumalabas. Na, ang dami-dami kong pinupuntan. Tapos may sabay-sabay pa na project. Awa ng Diyos, hindi naman ako nahawa ng COVID. Yes, true. Now, now architect, babalikan po natin yung um, pandemics. Now, in related in relation naman po sa climate change, ayan, siyempre, mamaya, ano, i-re-relate naman natin po yan yung pandemics and climate change. Now, architect, can you tell us more about climate change? Baka kasi yung mga listeners natin, mga grade 6 pa, <laughs> hindi pa sila aware kung ano yung mga climate change na yan. <laughs> okay, climate change, no? The definition of climate change came from the uh, came from the DENR, no? Climate change is actually the change in climate over a period of time. 
That's the definition of climate change. It is yes. the change of climate over a period of time as observed by scientists. No? So this condition is called climate change. This change may be due to natural causes or human activities or both. No? So changes may be observed over years and over decades or even centuries for that matter. No? So itong ating mga ano mga environmentalists itong ating mga uh, scientists are observing uh, what is going on around the uh, this earth no So yun yun no ang ayaw nating mangyari yung climate extreme no kasi ito yung intense na uh, below normal rainfall mga forest fires mga tropical cyclones are all result no ng pabago-bagong klima. So, paano natin sasabihin na ano yung mga evidences na magkakaroon ng climate change? No? Number one dito, yung increasing mean temperature natin. Okay? So, yung Earth's surface temperature is that there is an increase of 0.6 degrees centigrade during the 20th century. Tapos noong 1990, it was considered a warmest decade. No? And in 1998, was the warmest year. I don't know ngayong 2000 kung ano yung warmest year. But uh, in the Philippines, ang pinakamataas ng temperatura usually is at region 2. Okay? So kung, kung 36 degrees sa La Union, sa Cagayan is 42 degrees. Ganong kainit doon. No? So, yes. So in the Philippines, the same trend was observed because the average annual temperature also increased over time no so warming occurred in the country from 1951 to 2006 and in terms of rainfall there were an increasing uh, amount of rainfall and increasing number of rainy days per decade and this is statistics coming from pag-asa no so yun yung increasing mean temperature ang number one cause pangalawa yung retreat ng mga snow cover at saka ice extent So in short, unti-unting nagme-meltdown yung mga ice sa Alaska, sa North Pole, at sa, sa Antarctica, no? So satellite data reveal that there is about 10% decrease sa mga snow cover since the late 1960s, no? So how much more ngayon, no? So there is a widespread disappearances of uh, mountain glaciers in the 20th century in the polar regions. <laughs> Parang nagle-lecture na ako. Anyway, huwag niyo seryosohin to. No? So there has been 10 to 15% decrease over the spring and summer since 1950s in the Arctic Sea and 40% decline in the thickness of sea ice in the late summer uh, over the last few decades. So yun yung ano. And then number three no, ay yung rise ng sea level. Did you know that there are certain islands in the Pacific na unti-unti na siyang lumulubog? Yes. Global global sea and ocean heat increase. So sea level rose by 0.1 to 0.2 meters in the 20th century. So malaki na 'yon. So yung ocean heat content has been recent since 1950s and in the Philippines, rising sea levels were observed in five major areas: Manila, Legazpi, Cebu, Davao, and Hulu. So yung sea level ng Manila has been observed to rise since 1960s, no? Uh, we do hope that the dolomite will will uh, will will stay. No? <laughs> okay. Specifically the station in Manila, Legazpi and Davao revealed that there is a rise in sea level by around 15 centimeters from 1980 to 1989. 
So how much more? Baka 20 centimeters na sa ngayon. No? And then number four, there is an increased occurrence of extreme events. Ano ba itong mga extreme events na to? No? Itong extreme events over the last two days no, is more frequent in the Philippines. Example, El Nino. Events occurs every five years. No? The Philippines is a typhoon belt area. Typhoon is regular visitor in our place. On the average, there is about 19 to 20 typhoons visiting the Philippines annually. Pinag-aralan nyo yan sa tropical design, di ba? However, the number of strong typhoons with widespread greater than 185 kilometers per hour were observed from the period of 1980 to 2006. So, nagiging strong na yung typhoon lately, di ba? Destructive na siya. So, iba na talaga, no? So, ano ba yung projection ng climate change sa Pilipinas? Well, most region in the country experience about 2 to 3 degrees centigrade increase in temperature. Nagiging mainit na, no? mamaya nagiging Saudi na tayo. This projection is based on the Canadian Center, uh, Climatic Center model using a double carbon dioxide scenario. Example, in Region 1 in Ilocos and in Region 2 in Tagayan, we experience an increase of temperature of about 2 degrees centigrade or less, while in Eastern Mindanao, they have an increased temperature of more than 3 degrees centigrade. So, ito pag-asa data, ito mga sinasabi ko sa inyo, no? because I have the notes with me actually. <laughs> so, ano ba yung nagkukos ng, uh, excuse me, shall I stop or you wanted to ask question no, before I go? No, it's okay, it's okay po. Actually, observe okay. pang ano na po okay. to eh. Okay. Pang, <laughs> kami po listeners no, pang board exam na po yung discuss natin. Okay. <laughs> ano, okay po actually, very interesting po yung mga sinasabi okay. niyo. Actually, yung mga, may mga questions oh, po sige. ako in mind, but then nasasagot na lang din po during your discussion po. So, oh, please sige. do continue po. Oh, sige, sige. Sige. Oh, sige. Ano ba yung nagkukos ng climate change? Ito yung next topic natin. There are two possible no, causes ng climate change. Number one, natural. And number two, human. Punta tayo sa natural cause. Yung natural cause is brought about by the intersect, interaction rather of the sun, the ocean, the land, and the atmosphere. So change in climate happens over long period of time as a result of natural causes na nitong init, ocean, land, and atmosphere. Kasi even yung mga aquatic animals, yung mga whale, nagmamigrate sila eh. So nag-iiba yung pinupuntaan nila kasi nainitan sila sa lugar nila whatsoever. So natural causes lahat, no? O sa land, no? Ang dami nating mga nangyayari ngayon, mga forest fires sa Australia, sa California, mga ganun. And another cause of climate change is human factor. Human activities, yung deforestation, yung burning of uh, yung burning like coal, oil and gas for energy ay ano, human activities yan. So nagkukos yan ng climate change. So they result to build up of the so-called greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. So nagbibuild up yung greenhouse gases. An increase in the greenhouse gases result to climate change. Greenhouse gases, gases rather, includes carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide. Now this serves as partial blanket over the earth. Eh kung nasira to, paano nga eh? No? So the blanket that absorbs the infrared radiation emitted by the Earth's surface results to the increase of temperature and what we now call global warming. 
So, global warming. Ibig sabihin, umiinit na ang Earth. And number, uh, yeah, the next the next cause rather is the so-called, yeah, okay na. So, yung causes ng climate change are natural and human. Huwag kayong matakot, ha? nakakatakot lang yung discussion, but it's true. <laughs> We also have the greenhouse effect. Ano itong greenhouse effect sa importance niya? No? The greenhouse effect is a result of the trapping of heat energy, which keeps temperature higher than they usually and normally be. So this is similar to the principle of the greenhouse, which keeps the plant warm. Okay, so without this process, the Earth will be uninhabitable because the global average surface temperature will be closer to about 18 degree centigrade. Okay, so iba-iba na. Look at what's going on in the Middle East, in Saudi Arabia, and in Dubai. Umuulan na dun. So hindi sila handa no, sa Saudi. Hindi sila handa kasi wala silang drainage. Wala silang downspout. Wala silang alulod. Wala silang kanal. So... Nagpa-flooding na kaagad doon pag nag, nag suddenly nag, nagre-rain doon hindi naman nagre-rain doon sa Saudi over the last three decades, di ba? Yes. So iba na talaga, no? Tapos sa Pilipinas meron na tayong mga droplets na mga ice, di ba? Doon sa may ano, Cordillera region kung kung malamig na masyado, ano na, nasisira na yung mga cabbage, yung mga vegetables kasi masyado nang na-frozen. So nag-iiba talaga, no? So yun. So ano ba yung mga impact sa climate change? Can I continue what I'm saying? <laughs> Excuse me. Feedback ba? Okay. So ano ba yung mga impact sa climate change? No, Climate change has adverse impact in many sectors as follows. Number one, ang impact niya sa crop production. No, Ibig sabihin may decline sa crop production because of limited rainfall kung La Nina during the dry months or excessive rainfall naman during the wet months. So irregular na siya, no? Masyadong dry during summer, masyado nang wet during rainy season. And so nalulugi na 'yung mga farmers, no? And with the increasing population natin, hunger is not a remote possibility, no? So magugutom 'yung mga tao. Pero kung minsan nagkakaroon din ng excess ng mga mga vegetables, so to the extent na 'yung mga traders natin sa Cordillera, tinatapon na nila yung mga nasisirang sayote at saka mga cabbages. Number two, unproductive lands. Maraming agricultural lands will become unproductive. No? Kasi nga, nababagyo, napa-flooding, nasisira yung mga tanim, etc. No? So this will become limited. With this will result to intensified agriculture and movement of upland agriculture to steeper slopes to meet food demand. So kung magkukulang ang food, ang tendency ng farmer, pupunta sila sa mountains and plant on the slopes. Number three, pest and disease. So there will be increase in infestation of pest and disease. So pag lumulutang yung paamo dun sa ano, dun sa tubig baha, definitely ano na, magkakasakit kanyan kasi may, may marami tayong mga microorganisms na you know, nakakasira sa ating paa at saka sa ating skin. And then, ano pa, yung use of uh, pesticides, no? This will raise the cost of production. Soil erosion is another factor. Civil soil erosion is likely to happen during very wet months. So this result to soil inter- infertility. Hindi na muna matatanim, mas madami na mas, masirang mga halaman. O kung minsan nagkakaroon na ng mga sinkholes. Okay? So to produce more crops, farmers will apply more fertilizers. At which hindi na naging healthy yung mga output no, ng mga harvest nila. Number five, 
may effect din ang climate change sa livestock production. With the limited water intake, livestock will have decreased, uh, decreased rather, milk yields. So itong mga kambing, itong mga baka, kukunti na yung nilalabas nila ng milk. Foods will be scarce because of limited grasses to feed on. So magiging kukunti na yung, limited, yung grass sa mga hills at saka sa mga fields. So the health of animals will be affected due to heat stress. So di ba nai-stress yung kabayo, nai-stress yung 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 karabaw, kuminsan namamatay na sila. No? Ano pa? Water supply. Water supply will be affected because during the dry months, this will result to possibility of water shortage. Kaya sa Metro Manila, ayan, kung walang tubig, naglilinya sila, communal, so ipinoproduce na lang ng mga supplier yung mga tubig for them to use. Increasing population will also raise the demand for water. So this will result to more people experiencing water stress. Water, especially in Metro Manila. No? Sa probinsya, hindi namin masyadong problema. Although may mga lugar dito na mahirap yung water supply. Kuminsan. No? Water quality. Very wet months will result to increased flooding. Specifically in areas below the sea level. So water quality will decrease because of the salt water Uh, intrusion into the water supply. Hydropower is affected. So water from hydropower will be affected. There will be reduced stream flow and this will reduce water level in reservoir. So totoo yun, no? So na bumababa yung water level sa ating mga dams at saka reservoir. This will result to reduce water pressure which in return will reduce power supply. Kaya nagkakaroon tayo ng brownout. Okay? Next, forest. Biodiversity will be lost as species will move northward to seek less hostile habitats because of the warming. So, umaalis yung mga animals. So, you can imagine the wildfire in Australia na, na may mga nasusunog na ng mga koala bear, etc. No? So, risk of fire occurrences will also increase during the dry period. Tignan nyo sa California. Halos hindi nila masugpusog po yung mga wildfire. No? Sa Europe, nag-wildfire na rin sa Italy and uh, you know, sa, sa mga bundok-bundok dun sa Alps. Forest fire, ikaw nga. Number 10, sea level. Sea level will rise by 0.80 meters. This will then cause flooding in low-lying areas, drowning of coastal marshes and wetlands, erosion of beaches, sa hometown ko sa Bawang, dati-rati ang laki ng salvage zone from the hotels no to the to the, the calm beach sa Bawang. Ngayon wala na, nag-intrude na yung yung tubig doon sa mismong retaining wall ng hotels. So wala nang salvage zone. No? Uh, yes. Ano pa? A increase in the salinity of rivers, bays and aquifers. Alam mo mga river fresh water yan. Ngayon, ano na siya? Salty na siya. Kasi nagmi-mix na yung yung delta at saka yung sabangan, uh, sabi natin sabangan yung yung the meeting between the river and the sea. Underground geologic formation with rocks, sand, soil, gravel filled with water and destruction of our mangrove areas. So nasisira itong mga to. That's why the, whenever you have tree planting, you can also have some mangrove planting para ma-save itong ating mga bakawan. Uh, sa mga, mga DNR protected area. Number 10, ang ating mga grasslands, no? they are more prone to fires with increased temperature. Grasslands will not be able to recover because of prolonged droughts and increase in temperature. This will resort to desertification. 
and number 12 human health climate change pose significant threat to human health like heat stress malaria marami pa rin na dengue no and of course itong itong pandemic itong covid na sana wag darating sa Pilipinas yung mga bagong na discovery nila sa Africa at saka sa Europe na ano kasi nagla-lockdown na naman yung mga ibang countries na kagaya ng Pilipinas ayun natin tumanggap ngayon ng mga galing sa South Africa and other African countries and some European countries kasi may nagdi-discovery na naman silang ibang variant ng covid okay so Ayun, so yung human health napaka-importante and this is what we are trying to solve na sana na maunti-unti nang mawala itong pandemya na ito na dinaranas na nagpapahirap sa lahat ng tao sa buong mundo and also in the Philippines. There's a propagation and evasiveness of infectious insect vectors. No, masyadong nagkukos ng disease ang mosquito. Kaya linisin niyo ang mga paligid niyo. Okay? Marami nagde-dengue. May pamang may apo ako na na-dengue lately. Spread of bacterial disease due to water contamination like diarrhea. Hmm, baka may mga nagda-diarrhea sa inyo. Okay? Baka yung tubig ang dahilan. No? <laughs> increased risk of food and water shortage. Increased risk of malnutrition. Increased risk of death and injury by uh, drowning in floods. No? So yun, tingnan nyo yung nag-viral na naliligo sa waterfalls. All of a sudden, lumaki na lang, lumaki yung tubig na agos-agos na sila at may mga namatay na. You can imagine that. Now, what shall we do? No? What can be done? Okay? What can be done rather? No? Number one, we need to avoid deforestation. In the Philippines, about 67% of our total carbon emission is contributed by conversion of tropical forest to other uses. Kaya wag kayong wag kayong propose ng propose sa thesis no? ng mga mountain resorts. Let the forest be, okay, as is. No? So do not cut trees sa Baguio, very strict sila sa ganyan. No? May protestan nila whenever SM develops something or anything that is being developed in Janhe. Kasi kukunti na natitirang pine tree nga naman. No? So uh, the, the, the Cordillera government is doing their best to propagate a lot of pine tree para ma-maintain yung freshness of clean air in Baguio. Number two, plant trees. O isang programa ito ng National Architecture Week. Kayo ba? May, may tree planting kayo. Mga wapsa. No? Forest trees are good reservoir of carbon. They store carbon through photosynthesis. Thus carbon is stored in biomass and soil. Kaya kailangan may trees sa ating mga forest. Trees are the best bet for storing carbon at very little cost and high return. So trees have very good environmental and social benefits. It improves air quality, it increases biodiversity, it prevents soil erosion, it improves soil quality, and it adds to the aesthetic and cultural value of your place. O, di ba? <laughs> Number three, ano bang pwede natin magawa pa? Apply soil and water conservation technologies in farming. Magkakaroon tayo ng sloping agricultural land technology or yung tinatawag nilang salt sa agriculture. We also have contour farming and agroforestry. No? So we need to have contour farming. Ang pinaka-ancient na contour farming is of course yung rice terraces. No? So uh, we can adapt that as well. Number four, plant crops that are resilient to drought and excessive rain. So mag- magtanim kayo ng mga plants 
or mga vegetables that are uh, self-sustaining as less maintenance siya, no? Tapos ano, mag 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 ano kayo ng mga rainwater, ano? Mag-save kayo ng mga rainwater kasi pwedeng niyo to idilik sa mga halaman. Okay? Kaya nga tayo merong rainwater harvesting. Okay? All right, ano pa? Number five, avoid burning waste. No, so segregate. Alam nyo na yan. No, recyclable waste can be sold to junk shops and at the malls, di ba? Yung SM meron silang programa na i-exchange nyo yung mga recyclable things into a bag or something. Biodegradable waste can be made into compost. So pwede kayo mag-compost, no? Para yung mga banana peeling, yung mga vegetable uh, na pinag ano pinag uh, excess ninyo pwede niyo i-compost yon para maging organic fertilizer sa mga garden niyo rather than buying fertilizer hazardous waste from hospitals and from industries need to be disposed and collected separately so sa mga sanitary landfill meron silang lugar doon na pinanglalagyan yan at uh, merong nag merong kumukuha no para itunawin yung mga yan no? Uh, I don't know what agency is that. Your old clothes, furnitures, books can be donated to charity or sold to thrift shop. So, ukay-ukay, no? Hmm. Next, number six, save energy. Mac- minimize the use of your appliances. Switch off the lights when it's not needed. Use energy-efficient lights, fluorescent bulb and LED or light-emitting diodes, no? yun na yung mga gagamitin nyo. Huwag na kayong gumamit yung mga lumang bulbs kasi masyado ma-access sa kuryente. Okay? Buy wisely. Just buy the right amount of needs for your consumption. Ako nga, eh, ang principle ko, I only buy when I need. No? So, huwag kayong bumili ng sobrang dami tapos later on, itatapin nyo lang sa basura. Well, sa mga mayayaman, ganun eh. No? Pero sa mga nagtitipid, <laughs> mahilig sa tingi-tingi, di ba? <laughs> di ba? Okay. Save gas. When possible, walk. No, ito yung pre-promote na walkability ni Architect Palafox, no? Walking distance ang mga opisina niyo. So walk, take a ride, a bike rather or carpool, no? Uh, very dangerous nga lang ang carpool kasi pag ano, magka-carpool kayo, dapat mga kaibigan niyo, kakilala niyo, sinasakay niyo ha. And take public utility vehicles as much as possible para makatipid sa gasolina. Mahal ang gasolina ngayon, no? And number nine, use less paper at work. Reuse plan, plain black printed paper. So kami ginagamit namin sa educational institution, sa school namin, yung mga lumang papel sa likuran, yun ang nireprint namin. No? So use scrap paper for informal notes and reuse file folders and envelopes. Sa faculty, meron kaming gallery at meron kaming storeroom. Doon namin tinatago lahat yung mga research work ng mga estudyante. So, kung ano, natapos na ang semester, the student can claim it. Or if not, nobody claims na yun. Pwede namin ma-recycle yung mga folders. Tapos nagko-color code kami per subject, blue, orange, red, green, etc. So, whenever we need folder, all we have to do is to go to the storeroom and look for folders <laughs> to be used. Okay. So, yun lang muna may share ko sa inyo. Actually, the things that I said comes from the Environmental Forestry Program of University of the Philippines Los Banyos, School of Environmental Science and Management, and the Philippine Climate Change Commission. Maraming salamat. 
Yun, grabe no, guys, no, listeners. That concludes our <laughs> chat lang. <laughs> grabe no, napaka-siksik, well-prepared po architect. Parang, parang hindi ko po nasabi kay uh, Didi uh, Cedric na mag-prepare po kayo. Pero grabe no, <laughs> nakapagparang lesson plan na po to. Anyway, so, ano serious note po, sir, sir Bob, no? Um, as mentioned po sa CV nyo, mast- yung masteral nyo po in UST is planning and urban design, no? Right. So actually yes. skip na natin yung other yes, other ano pa yes. kasi na discuss na naman po kasi on, on your discussion yung po yung ano yung experiences yung ano what is climate change mga ganun pa di ba? So yes, in relation yes. po in architecture since planning and, and urban design yes, po kayo. Yes. Does um green architecture really effective po in combating climate change? Well, uh, in a way, uh, in a way it can, no? That uh, It can because uh, we need plants. We need. Uh, we are now adapting vertical garden, etc., etc. But green architecture per se does not mean green plants only. No, green architecture has something to do also with uh, energy efficiency of mga building facilities natin. Okay, so yung mga energy conservation devices, yung mga solar panels, yung mga windmills. Are, are actually part of green architecture. So I'll repeat, green architecture is not necessarily about green plants only and maintain no, our different buildings. At, uh, well, I'm not saying I'm an expert of that. I'm not an expert in green architecture, but I can deliver it as a separate topic to you later. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. So actually, if you ask me, no, um, I wanted to focus po on uh, cleaning our water, no. Because actually, yung mga cheese po natin, as mentioned yung po kanina, cleans the air naman po. Pero if guys, mga listeners yes. po, if you're not aware of, actually, yung trees nag, ano lang po sila, nag-purify ng air for a limited Uh, amount of carbon dioxide in the environment and then yes, after po noon yes. um mawawala na po yung purification um, effect nila but actually um more more 70% po ata ng oxygen natin comes from plankton and if magkakaroon po tayo na if we pollute water syempre uh, yung mga plankton po nato is syempre mamamatay and then therefore mas magiging malelesen yung oxygen natin so so ayun oh share ko lang sa ating sa akin point of view no so next ano question po natin in relation pa rin naman po sa climate change po ito napakasikat na topic po to dahil dun sa parex so um In relation to climate change, po, architect, do you think that the Philippines is car-centric? Oh, car-centric? <laughs> car-centric, yes. <laughs> well, let's go back to our traditional values that, you know, uh, uh, in the United States, car is a necessity. And true to itself, sa Pilipinas, uh, car is a necessity. No, but then again, there are also wise, uh, you know, those who have uh, enough money to buy cars. So uh, whenever there is number coding, they already buy five cars so that pag may number coding, yung 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 plate number ng sasakyan nila yun yung gagamitin nila sa sa araw na yon. So they buy more with different codes or plate number para may magamit din sila araw-araw. So wala rin di rin masasolve yung traffic dun sa EDSA. Parang ganun. <laughs> No? But in the province, it's not a problem. Although there are already growing cities here, like Baguio City, Dagupan, uh, nagkaka-traffic na rin eh, or Daneta City, or even San Fernando City here. No? So um, the DPWS is trying to figure out, especially yung mga road safety officers, kung paano isasolve to. Yung intersection namin sa Bawang, Nagilian, 
San Fernando na sold na ng DPWH, no? Na sold na na sold ng DPWH by removing that center monument, no? Pero ang ginawa ng LGU ba, wang nilipat namin yung historical monument na yun na very sentimental sa mga people of Bawang. We relocated it to, uh, to the southern tip of the plaza of Bawang para magkaroon ng bagong flow yung DPWH. So nasold na namin yung, yung grabbing problema ng, ng traffic sa intersection ng Bawang Nagilian area. Yung road going to Baguio. Um, so yun nga po no gabi yung Philippines. Sana ano instead of making new roads and then you know, actually okay naman siguro yung mga bridges that connects our islands na rin po. Pero sana in the future maisipan ng ating administration na magpagawa na ano no ng train from ano no from Babuyan Islands to the Sulu. <laughs> talaga mo connect parang Japan no. Talaga super train talaga magko-connect. Kasi like isipin niyo po architect no like Metro Manila lang may train system. Ano yung ibang parts ng Philippines hindi ka hindi na parte ng Pilipinas? <laughs> like Metro Manila lang yung may train. <laughs> I don't know if Cebu will gonna adopt that later or Davao but uh you know in terms of land area they have wider land area like Davao has a very large land area so there's no need for mass transit system. No? So yung mga highly populated uh high density populated cities talaga at maraming mga industrial activities ang nangangailangan talaga ng mga rail transit or yung tinatawag natin na ano na mga mass transit system no a railroad is here to stay i mean they have railroads in india and japan uh, you know high speed train etc and yun ginagawa naman ng administration niyan na unti-unting inaano sa pilipinas di ba may mga nag-i-start na sila ng subway sa ano sa baba ng EDSA. So, ayun, yes, matuloy yes. yan. No? Kasi matagal nang may subway sa Japan, matagal nang may subway sa New York. So, so be it, no? let development go through its course. But, of course, let us not forget to to save our environment, especially ang mga trees natin sa urban area. Yes, of course. no. So, ayan, we're gonna move on to our next and last topic for this episode po yung how pandemics um relates to climate change or ano po um how does uh, how does interact oh, <laughs> how does it interact with each other like um yung relationship nila with each other yon so architect sa tingin niyo po ba like the more we experience climate change there would be more instances of pandemics or um that pandemics is just a natural process of you know alam mo yon lessening humans but <laughs> <do> you think <laughs> yun di ba Nab- nabanggit ko tuloy yung impact ng climate change kanina di ba on human health and speaking of human health ito na nga yung dinaranas ng lahat ngayon that's not only the the pandemic that has affected the life of people but also the work of the people like the frontliners nagiging intense yung requirements sa kanila or even us mga technical people like architects and engineers because we are challenged no to respond to the call uh, for facilities that will uh, combat no or alleviate or if not uh, accommodate no the large number of patients coming in uh, na mga covid 
sa mga provincial hospitals, mga regional hospitals, okupado na lahat yung mga harap nila ng mga ano eh, ng mga container van kasi kulang na yung mga wards sa likod, no? Pero ang Department of Health is doing it. Merong mga ano eh, may mga planning division ang Department of Health na ang ang nagiging trend ngayon is ano eh, is i-isolate yung isolation centers, i-isolate yung COVID centers sa main hospital where regular patients with with regular disease, no? are accommodated para hindi sila mahawa ng COVID magkaroon na lang ng separate COVID center so ganun na yung trend ngayon and this is this is what uh, architects are trying to respond no to the call of the Department of Health to come up with with plans to to cater to this kind of demands sa health system natin okay yes of course so um architect um How do you think can we solve the current <laughs> current situation natin like yung ano um pag sa and let's say ano lang in architectural terms na lang po um since um you're an architect how do we combat po um pandemics at the same time di ba hindi naman nawawala porque may pandemics ngayon titigil mo na yung climate change yung yung, yung natural disasters for us di ba to give us way to to recuperate for the pandemics so dapat sabay po yan di ba so how do we combat it po using architecture di ba lumalabas po yung mga pandemic homes yung mga design ng mga well, hospital um, ganun number one yes yes <laughs> correct But uh, first let's go back to the basics no. Let's us, let us follow uh, health protocols na i-prescribe ng gobyerno. So well lately gusto nila patanggal na yung face shield no, di ba? But then again there is a ruling of AITF na gamitin pa rin yung face shield sa mga enclosed areas. So yung mga owners ng restaurant they have the right also to prescribe na kailangan gamitin pa rin ang face shield. Face mask for example, but there is already a great abuse of uh, humans Uh, when they dispose face masks, eto na naman yung naging problema sa sa mga coastal cleanup na ang nakikita namin na nakukuha nila doon ay eh, tinatapon ng mga tao yung mga face masks. So it should be properly disposed, no? And of course on the other hand, no, whenever we go out like um, sa field ng construction, ano, because I have three group of construction people, eh kailangan 100% vaccinated na sila. And at the same time, we need to observe health protocols. Nako, ang dami-daming alcohol na nagagastos ko sa mga construction site kasi matakaw din sa alcohol ng, you know, paghugas ng mga construction workers. no? Kasi sa construction ngayon, naka-face mask yung mga trabahador. Eh. And yes. they have to observe health protocols most of the time. Nakaglove sila, mga ganun. No? Tapos kumukuha pa kami ng barangay clearance pag magtatrabaho sila at hindi sila taga dun sa barangay na yun. So napakahirap. Tapos mga construction worker, hatid sundo yan eh. During the pandemic period, unlike noon na pwede sila mag-commute. Ngayon, hindi. Inahatid namin sinusundo. So, ang laki ng gastos sa gasolina. So, ayun. Yun yung mga experience namin na, na in the field of construction and in the field of uh, architecture ngayong pandemic. And it's still going on. It's still going on. Uh, on the part naman ng UAP, ang nagre-respond naman ng UAP so bayanihan arkitektura like building uh, building school buildings sa mga remote areas sa Mindanao uh, and all other areas programa pa rin yan na iniwan ni Architect Rene Heray and still being continued in fact uh, pinangalan na nila kay Architect Henry uh, Rene Heray rather yung foundation sa bayanihan arkitektura na programa ng UAP also The emergency architects of UAP are also doing their best to to provide no um, effective plans to the DOHs no 
to solve the health facilities problem na kakulangan ng mga mga facilities natin to combat uh, the pandemic. No? Hindi natin malalabanan to Kailangan sama-sama tayo makipag-cooperate tayo sa mga government authorities. Sundin natin kung ano yung mga anitong para, you know, this is for uh, the safety of everyone, not just architects, but uh, all people who are working in the construction industry and you, students as well. Malapit na kayong mag-limited face-to-face. So, kung engineering ang nauna, susunod ng architecture kasi sa January, pumayag na Umayag na ang IATF at saka government through CHED na mag-apply na for limited face-to-face. So maghanda na kayo, dapat 100% vaccinated na kayo para by the time second semester o January comes, papasok na kayo. On a limited basis, ha? selected lang ang mga subject na i-allow ng CHED uh, para sa inyo sa napapasok. In fact, limited to 15 lang yung capacity ng classroom sa limited face-to-face. So, it will be a matter of scheduling. So, for example, there are 30 students in one class. They will divide it into two. So, yung first 15 na estudyante papasok sa Martes, yung other 15 na estudyante papasok sa Webes. But, there is also one condition. Hindi mapo-force na papasok yung mga estudyante ngayon not unless there is a consent from the parents. So kung hindi papayagan ng parent yung estudyante na papasok, wala kami magagawa. So yung volunteerism ang kailangan para papasok kayo sa architecture ngayon. Okay? So yung high-risk areas na may mga COVID pa rin, hindi na pa rin namin papasukin yung estudyante. So volunteer basis. So 100% fully vaccinated yung estudyante, pinapayagan ng magulang, yun yung pwedeng papasok sa limited face-to-face by January. Okay? Yes. What else? Of course, may, ano, may narinig ako ang chika na mag-face-to-face na rin kami sa school namin. Ayan. <laughs> Charot mo na, sana hindi ito mababasa ng administration namin. Ayan, joke lang po. Um, in relation pa rin naman po in architecture, um, Sir, Sir Bob, no? Since na-mention niyo po kanina na ano, nag, uh, naging consultant po kayo sa La Union and your LGU po for the um, heritage sites, yung mga tourist spots, mga ganun po. So, Um, climate change is one of the factors that yes, affects yes. these ano po these places no and also since pandemic kayon so how do you let's say design yes, yes. parang ganun po how do you design these places to um to fit in uh, para para pa-combat yung climate change syempre di ba um, since kino-conserve niyo po tong mga places na to di ba para hindi sila mag-further ma masira, mga ganun. Syempre, um, dapat nandun pa rin na yung mga health protocols yeah, natin um, na facing ganun. Share po. Go. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, nandun uh, po pa rin yung well, mga facing natin. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in heritage conservation, the less that you touch the structure, the better. So, less intervention, the better conservation. So, yes. pag ginalaw mo siya, mas lalong malaki yung risk para masira yung structure. One fine example are the watchtowers. So ang ginagawa namin na uh, ano, pinagsasabihan namin yung barangay unit kasi sila yung nababantay dun eh. Like recently, tinawag ako pumunta kami dun sa Baluarte sa Salcedo, sa Balawan kasi merong ipoproclaim ang ang NCCA na ano na bagong watchtower aside from the famous Luna Watchtower. Okay? So, ang nung in-inspect namin yung lugar, merong mga ano eh, merong yung mga shrub, uh, meron yung mga nakadikit na plants dun sa existing brick wall niya. And then the barangay officials asked me, "Sir, anong gagawin namin dito? Hindi pa pwedeng tanggalin namin." Well, my answer is no. 
you, you only need to trim it down kasi pag tinanggal niyo yung roots ng mga trees na naka-attach diyan sa watchtower sabi ko ma- maano na siya magiging mag magwi-weaken na yung foundation niya o yung structural capacity niya to hold no so the gaya ng sinabi ko nga less intervention the better no so the less that you touch the better is the conservation and so tapos may nagtanong pa sabi na sir pwede namin ba pinturahan i said no 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 <laughs> hindi niyo pwedeng pinturahan yung mga brick wall ng ng ano ng ng watchtower you can only uh, vacuum it pero wag masyadong malakas yung pressure para matanggal yung mga dust so pwede niyo siyang i-vacuum pwede niyo siyang i-spray uh, ng air pressure para matanggal yung mga dust but that, hanggang dun lang siya although there are chemicals also to treat that but I'm not an expert in in, in the technical aspect but I have a student who now works with the uh, with the uh, Uh, conservation society and with the church for restoring churches nationwide. So, yun yung mga pwede natin magawa. And of course, um, during our visits sa mga sites na yun, naka, nakamaskara kami, social distancing kahit sa pictorial, no, and talk to the people um, in those places where we go. Yes, of course, okay. listeners. What so, else? before before join, uh, no, before joining, <laughs> before visiting our tourist spots, no, don't forget to be fully vaccinated, wear your mask, and of course, kahit sabihin natin na hakatawatig nand mag-face shield. <laughs> Bakasi mga areas at tourist kailangan para mag-face shield, no. Let's conclude na po yung mga topics. Ready na po tayo mag move on sa ating question and answer forum. Ready na po ba kayo, architects? <laughs> Sige, okay guys, listeners. So, um chika ko lang sa mga listeners ko. First time lang maririnig the architect to mga question ko. Ayan. So, let's see. Okay, now for our first question po. Ayan. So, for first question, this is just an essay easy question po. Medyo mahaba lang yung scenario, no? But please to take note of the date. So here we go po. According to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, the first suspected case of then SARS coronavirus in the Philippines was investigated on January 22, 2020. Patient 1, a 39-year-old female Chinese national, had symptoms of cough and sore throat and was submitted What and was admitted at the San, Lore- San Lazaro Hospital in Manila on January 25, 2020. Her symptoms were resolved and she was dis- discharged soon after. On March 1, like you mentioned po kanina, no? mga March na to eh. On March 1, 2020, almost three months after the prior confirmed case, there were reported 633 people who tested positive to COVID. And on March 7, 2020, after confirming the first localized transmission, the DOH raised its alerts to Code Red Sub-Level 1. Then finally, on March 9, March 9 na to guys, grabe no? Ilang months na after. President Rodrigo Duterte later issued Proclamation Number 922, formally declaring a public health emergency, authorizing LGUs to employ their local disaster local disaster risk reduction management funds. So, ito po yung tanong, no? <laughs> Ang haba po ng scenario natin. How do you think would would the outcomes be if the government responded to the pandemic much earlier? So, kung narinig nyo po yung mga dates na sinabi ko po kanina, no? Na lumabas, okay, let's say, lumabas yung 
yung ano yung covid na mayroon daw pong covid nung december pa lang nung december november mga ganong time po no actually parang december oh december yes yes and then um, yes. okay chill chill pa tayo no ng mga panahon na yan said december okay hindi ano hindi pupunta yan sa pilipinas kasi taglamig pa noon sinasabi nila sa yes, pilipinas yes, yes. ah kapag nag summer na iinit mamamatay yung virus you just sabi so medyo kampante pa tayo noon until do, na, dumating na yung january lumabas na nga yung patient one <laughs> and then patient man parang okay hindi pa rin close yung borders ni Philippines and ni China so nung March 9 lang saka na pagdesisyon na ng ating administration na okay tada pala emergency na pala to so gora na so ano po architect how do you think po no with outcomes be again no puti ulitin ko pala yung question how do you think would the outcomes be if the government responded to the pandemic much earlier Uh, for me, uh, for me lang, as an, um, nag-o-observe ako, mga December kasi January, maliit pa yan eh. Pero trinase nila, di ba, yung, yung dumating dito sa Pilipinas na meron siyang asawang Chinese ba yun na nag-tour sa Cebu? Apo, dalawa po sila, papo po sila. Yes. Dalawa yun, mga ganun-ganun. No? So, ayun, naging, ano, inobserve naman na ng DOH yung movement nila noon, no? And then, you know, the, the, for me, the government were trying to control it already with with a limited number palang ng cases naman ng, ng January, no? Pero nung February, medyo umi-increase na siya. So, naalaman naman na yung, ano, yung public health authorities until, yun nga, pinalockdown na ni Duterte ang Manila ng March 15. Ay, March 14. Yeah, March 15 na pinalockdown niya. Doon na kasi mataas yung... Nung nandudong kami sa headquarters, mataas na ang COVID sa Quezon City. Nakamaskara na kami lahat noon. O hindi pa required ang maskara. Nakamaskara na kami lahat noon. So... Ano naman, timely lang naman, timely lang naman yung pag-respond ng gobyerno pero siyempre maraming galit kay ano, kay health secretary kasi ang dami niyang chechebureche but <laughs> uh, let us not conclude no. I think that uh, the government naman is doing its best naman to to respond to this call. Well, we are, we cannot summarize na very late yung pag-respond nila uh, on the eyes of the young people, no. Because I have relatives Uh, who works uh, at the health authorities and I have uh, I have relatives nieces nephews who are uh, main frontliners they I I can feel I know uh, how they how they, how they respond to these different patients you know, to the effect na yung sacrifices nila sila pa mismo ang na covid itong mga frontliners meron akong nephew na na ano eh na siya yung head ng emergency department ng Ilocos Regional Hospital so you can imagine the volume of patients na darating during the, those times no tapos siya yung buong pamilya na na covid eh but they were able to recover kasi pag covid ka naman pala na either symptomatic like wala yung panlasa mo wala yung pangamoy mo wala naman daw palang gamot eh na ibibigay basta, basta mag-quarantine ka lang ng 14 days unti-unti rin mawawala basta mag-vitamins ka mag-drink ka ng a lot of water and juice um, kasi tinatanong ko eh yung mga COVID victim ano ba may, ginag- may gamot ba na binibigay sila sabi naman nila wala only yung mga extreme na na cases na muntik nang namatay yun talaga yung ginamot so that, that is uh, what I'm trying to say So so far okay naman. No? Hindi ako yung ano anti-government uh, in terms of its response to the pandemic. 
Yes, I, I actually architect I personally think that prevention is a much better solution, no. So, uh, ang nangyari po sa Taiwan, no, at the spark of the COVID, no, talagang sinirado kagad nila yung border. So, follow up question yes, lang yes, po for yes. this question, no. Um um what else could the government have done po to further um um combat the COVID? Kahit yung ngayon po, um ano po ba yung mga dapat nating gawin pa? Kahit hindi po kayo government, kahit yung other like UAP nga po kayo, what can we do po? Um well, you know, we are Filipinos at you know, meron tayong kultura kasi kuminsan na you know, may mga nakakalusot eh. I mean, 7,100 islands, how could you control the borders? How could you control people from going in and out of the country? Doon na lang sa southern part ng Palawan, ang lapit na sa Malaysia, yun sa Tawi-Tawi, etc. So ang dali-daling maka, makalusot yung mga tao doon. So tapos itong mga military, siyempre kuminsan may mga ano eh. Kagaya ng sinabi ko, may mga exemption, may mga nakakalusot. How much more dito sa Luzon? ba? Diba? So, kung usong-uso ang mga smuggled goods dito noon, even in the South, how much more pa yung, yung pagdala dito ng sakit kung sino man yung dumating? No? So, for me, dapat mas stricto lang sana ang, ano, ang ating authorities for screening people coming in to the airport, mga ganun ba? Dapat mas matindi ng konti yung security. No, na ipapatupad ng ano ng gobyerno natin. Parang nagiging lax siya eh. May mga nakakalusot ba? 'Di ba? Yes to our listeners no no to fixers. <laughs> Iwas muna tayo sa mga kapit-kapit guys kasi yung mga fixer na yan, yung mga kapit natin, yeah. mga connection yeah. is ano um this prevents the yeah. ano iniiwas sila yung protocol. Yun na, eh. <laughs> like marami talaga yeah, nakakalusot. Yan, yan. Even sa ano kahit sa distribution ng mga ayuda, may mga ano pa rin eh. May mga exemption to the rule, di ba? So, so nagre-reklamo pa rin yung mga ibang tao na bakit sila may ayuda, kami wala, etc. So, hindi mo maiwasan yun. Yung kagaya ng recent, ano, recent typhoon. Na, Felices, I, I live near the river, no? I, I, I live near the river, no? Nafa-flooding kami dito. Pero, nagbibuild-build nga sila. So, gumawa sila ng mga dike. So, hindi na kami nafa-flooding. However, merong lumang dike na bumigay So merong certain group ng people barangay doon sa kabilang Ibayo na ano nagrereklamo bakit yung sa aming lugar binigyan ng ayuda tapos sila wala. So ang ginawa ko, binulong ko sa mayor, sabi ko, "Ma'am, ano may nagrereklamong grupo ng mga tao na hindi niyo rin nabigyan." So yung mayor, inaintasan na kagad yung mga tao na bigyan ng ayuda yung mga nagrereklamo. Ang <laughs> ganoon. Kasi kung hindi ang sabi naman kasi ng munisipyo, sir wala kasi sinabit ng kapitan nila na data. Kaya hindi namin binigyan. So, negligence din nung barangay captain. Hindi niya ni-report kagad na meron palang nasalanta ng bagyo sa lugar na yun. So, I think you've heard also and seen in the news na La Union is badly flooded during the last typhoon, di ba? Yes. So, nagkaroon kami ng problema talaga dito sa ano, flooding sa mga ayuda. Actually, architect, um, correct me if I'm wrong, no? Kasi na-mention niyo po yung DK. Kasi I was quite interested po yan last time. Um, di ba, kapag sa mga DK, sa mga listeners, kapag sa mga DK po natin, um, di ba dito sa Philippines may 10 meter dapat clearance po tayo on our rivers po, mga ganun, waterways. And then, if may other, may two DKs po tayo on each side, and then may nasira yung isa, like, na nangyayari nga po dun sa situation nila, so nasira isang DK, Uh, most likely, yung part na may nasirang dike, yun yung babahain. <laughs> Kasi hindi pantay yung padere. Yes, totoo yan. Uh, and and ang mas better na solution um, that, is to provide clearance na lang. Yes, pag-go architect. 
Yes, yes, yes. Um, ng sinabi ko kanina, no, I practically live near the river banks of Bawang River. If you know Bawang River, no, ito yung outlet ng ng tubig na manggagaling sa Baguio, no. So kami yung catch basin. So palagi kami nababaha nung typhoon Peteng sa Kaundoy, nabaha kami dito eh kasi yung yung existing na dike lumang-luma na siya. So nabaha kami. Palagi kami nababaha. But anyway, nung itong ano yung build 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 program tinaas nila yung mga dike tapos naging mahaba na siya so nice pair na kami however kung minsan kasi may mga contractors na yung, yung quality ng concrete hindi masyado matibay so bumibigay yan pag malakas yung pressure ng tubig and so there is a you know apart dun sa kabilang ibayo medyo bumigay yung yung meeting between the old uh, dike at saka yung new dike bumigay siya so ayun nabaha na naman sila so I think that the government Uh, like DPWH should be very strict no in in monitoring the quality of concrete mixture uh, that the contractors are trying to build yun lang naman yun eh so kagaya rin sa kalsada di ba makikita mo kung hindi maganda yung quality ng pagkagawa ng ng kalsada medyo nagtipid yung contractor di syempre madaling masira so ganun din sa DQ no so strict implementation lang sa quality of concrete uh, mixture ang kailangan para maging ano siya matibay siya No? Although may mga rivers na hindi naman kailangan ng dike kasi hindi nababa but there are mighty rivers no we call it mighty river ang bawang sa Karingay River kasi ito talaga yung tumataas na river sa La Union marami kaming rivers dito eh Baroro River Rosario River uh, Amburayan River yung boundary between Ilocosur and La Union malakas yun may, may island pa nga sa gitna yun eh so na, na ano na, na evacuate yung mga taong nakatira dun kasi may mga island din dun sa Delta kahit dito sa bawang sa amin merong mga taong nakatira doon sa delta area eh yun yung nababaha pag bagyo yes of course I hope our LGU or our government can solve that no? kasi kawawa naman po yung nababaha so now po yes. architect now moving on for our next question po are you ready? <laughs> sure okay. sure okay sure. go So now for our next question, at the initial breakout of the pandemic, there was an international race amongst the pharmaceutical companies and other organizations to determine what caused the vi- this virus kasi at the time hindi po natin alam ko ano yung COVID, right? And how to prevent it. This race later on become a, become, became a competition of a sort on who can produce the first and best vaccine. At the time, the race to find cure for cancer became second to COVID. So, bali, parang mas naging importante pa yung COVID kasi sa cancer. Now, that be, now that things are finally getting settled down, mas ano, nagkaroon na po tayo ng bell curve. Bumababa na po yung cases na um, COVID. What do you think would the world's brightest minds should prioritize po? Yung mga scientists, Filipino scientists po natin or international scientists. Um, ano po yung kailangan yung prioritize yung ending the pandemic or the climate change? Which is more important po if we could do both, do tell us why po. Yeah, ayun po yung sinasabi ko kanina, well, um, diba? Like, hindi naman a... po titigil yung, yeah. ano, yung climate change for us, diba? Para, yeah. since may pandemic, diba? Sige po, yeah. ano po yung mas important? Yes. Well, of course, um, we, we believe in the faith, uh, we have faith in the Filipino scientists. Uh, meron tayong, ano eh, meron tayong, diba, meron tayong Philippine Institute of uh, Topical Medicine, And etong uh, etong mga ahensya ng DOH na to, etong mga facilities na to, eto yung mga nagte-testing or you know they're doing conducting researches and then etc etc. But pero yung pag-produce ng vaccine na 
na urgent na na kinol ng mga national president ng iba't ibang countries. Siyempre nauna na naman yung mga leading powerful countries like, you know, Pfizer sa United States, uh, Moderna, mga ganyan, no? O yung mga Russian Sputnik, mga ganyan kasi yun na they were able to formulate already yung mga vaccines na na dinidistribute ngayon, no? At don't forget nga pala starting tomorrow, I think on the other day magkakaroon tayo ng National Vaccination Day. Yes, sa Pilipinas po. para mapabilis na yung pagpagbaksin uh, na ng mga tao no? para makanormalize na tayo by next year. So, unfortunately, walang Pilipino nakadiskubre ng, ano, ng vaccine ng COVID. No? Mostly, nadiskubre ito ng mga powerful countries sa Europe at saka sa United States. So, yun na yung ina-adapt natin. Kagaya ako, by, uh, Pfizer ako eh. Yung, yung misis ko, AstraZeneca siya. I don't know sa inyo. Tala o, sino ba po ako? <laughs> yung mga iba mundo mo eh. <laughs> <laughs> sa inubaksya. Good. So, yun na yun. No? Na-discovery nila. Mabuti nga na-discovery ka agad sa lalong madaling panahon. Dahil sinabi nga nila last, ano, last year na, okay, the earliest na magkakaroon ng vaccine will be in the next three months, will be in the next five months. So, nag-rush naman na yung mga scientists na para ma-discovery itong vaccine na to. And mabuti nga, no? we're very glad na, na nagkaroon na nga to. At ito na nga yung tinuturok sa ating, sa ating ngayon sa mga vaccination centers. Okay. Yes, of course. Actually, I don't know if you've noticed po, architect, no, na medyo fallacious question po na to. Parang pinapapili ko po kayo kung sa, sa dalawa lang. <laughs> Pero actually, ma, uh, equally uh, important din naman to. No? So, it goes with it, eh. Yes. It, it goes with it. Kasi, kasi nga, di ba, yung discussion ko kanina, yung effect ng climate change is actually related to human health. Yes. No? So yung health issue talaga, number one na ito, itong pandemic na to. No? as a part of uh, you know climate change kasi nga itong virus na to nabuo naman to dahil sa maruruming activity ng mga tao sa you know sa uwan noon sir na, sir bab na mention niyo po kay ni extrema would you consider this pandemic as an extrema extreme case right uh, yes so, extreme kasi case. yung huling world na pandemic was in 1901 pa yata so yung spanish yung, flu pa, <laughs> oh yung spanish flu noon yes, so eto nga yung pinakagrabe nga even sa talang buhay ko ano um sa more than 50 years ko sa mundo yung lako na experience ng ganito eh. so kayo na yung victims in fact eto nga yung problema namin eh babalik tayo sa limited face to face sa January nagpaprioritize na yung mga academic institution kung sino maunang papasok so we came up to a conclusion that the second year architecture should be a priority bakit kanyo? kasi sila ever since pumasok sila ng first year sila hindi pa sila naka-experience ng physical class everything is virtual to them first year, second year sila ngayon eh So sila yung magiging priority ng limited face-to-face kasi never na experience pa nilang pumasok physically. Okay? So first year, second year ang priority for January limited face-to-face. Tapos isusunod namin yung architectural design ng mga higher year. No? Na hindi pa rin yeah. kayo sa thesis. Tuloy pa rin yung face-to-face <laughs> thesis. Kasi yes. one-on-one yun eh. Alam nyo, uh, Sir Bob, I really appreciate that statement po no, to prioritize second years. Kasi as a second year myself, no, talagang hindi ko po talaga na-realize yes, na experience yes, yes. yung mga ganyan. Like, sana kami talaga yung unahin sa lista ng mga diba? pupasok sa school. Yes. Yes. Kasi natatakot po kami actually sa school. Um, mas marami po talaga yung population eh. ng civil engineers, mga ganun. Oh. So, baka ano kami, oh. second lang list sa list ng oh. mga architects. Tapos baka iba pa. <laughs> sana yan 
apply din po yan sa school namin. Ay, naku, hindi. Kawawa naman kayo second year, no? True. Yes. So, actually, that, that is what we are doing. Kaya ito, binabalita ko na sa inyo kasi ito mangyayari na. We are doing this now already in compliance to CHED requirement. Ay, sir, ask ko lang po sa CHED po yan, no? Para machika ko rin po. Ayan, guys, listeners, no? I'm giving you first-hand information, you know, because um, uh, I'm actually with the CHED too. Yes, you know, guys, dito nyo lang po maririnig yan, listeners, no? It's a privilege to be here today. So, ayan po, move on na po tayo sa next question. Are you ready na po, architect? Sige, sige lang. Okay, now, for our third question, we have, according to the... According to the research done by the Harvard Humanitarian Initiative or HHI on April 2017 and what's published on October 2020, 71% of Filipinos believe that they could be at least somewhat affected by climate change. Among them, only 46% reported that they would likely get harmed, injured, or ill due to the climate change. Overall, HHI study has found a low level of public awareness about climate change among Filipinos. At the, in the, at the national average, most respondents had not heard of and did not feel well-informed about climate change. In comparison to other European countries, how do you think can you turn Philippines into a much greener country? How can we bring the issue of climate change to a level of concern that can mount pressure on the government to pursue programs that can improve our environment? So basically, this question naman po is that, that the Harvard Humanitarian Initiative says that um, may mga Pilipinong nakakaalam na okay, may climate change, but hindi nila talaga alam kung ano yung apekto ng climate change in our setting. And then, yung question po natin, how can we ano, educate more Filipinos about climate change? Kasi, oo, alam nila yung word na climate change. Pero parang wala lang sa kanila, walik kampante lang sila. Parang kasi narandaman nila, diba? sabi nyo po kanina, uh, Sir Bob, yung sa Australia, nasusunog yung mga, ano, yung mga forest fire. Pero dito sa Pilipinas, ano bang mangyayari sa atin? Bahalang, di ba? So, how can we improve that po? Well, uh, through education, definitely. Kasi uh, for me, ang suggestion ko is yung DepEd, i-intensify nila uh, sa curriculum nila sa mga bata na sa murang edad, malalaman na nila talaga kung ano yung climate change and uh, its effect and how to combat climate change. So as early as now, kasi itong, itong climate change, ang observation ko for the last uh, one decade na ano, sa pagtuturo namin ito sa tropical design tong topic na to eh how much more sa mga high school at saka sa mga elementary kung hindi nila alam so dapat uh, ilo-lower no into the lower level as early as grade 1 na ituro na itong climate change na to another one is through social media on the part of the public dapat dapat intensify nila ang ang ano ang climate change and how to combat climate change in social media in billboards and yung local government unit intensified din nila ito ang programa para sa mga ordinaryong mamamayan especially mga out of school youth at saka walang trabaho sa barangay na ano pag-aralan or intensify ang climate change especially those areas na affected sa climate change kagaya ng may drought sa mga farm sa Cagayan or yung mga palaging na flooding sa Pampanga mga ganun ba 
So, i-intensify yung gaano kahalaga ang climate change para malaman natin na conscious tayong lahat at hindi lang yung mga Miss Earth ang sumasagot <laughs> ng mga problema sa climate change. Yes po, Sir Bob. No? So, okay. so what, what your answer is to increase the education on our generation, yung mga kaedad, kaedaran yes, ko po. And of course, yes. mas intensify pa po yung education <laughs> on yung, yung generations after me, yung mga, mga grade 1 nga po, di ba? But how can we educate po yung, sorry for the term na, yung mga yes, ka, yes. yung generation nyo po, <laughs> yung mga kaedaran nyo po, siyempre, wala na po sila sa school, siyempre, nasa bahay lang po sila, nag-work, magaroon. So, how can we educate po them? How can we educate them po? <laughs> well, through, through social media siguro, uh, through social media or through barangay assembly, mga ganun. Kasi for me, as an uh, LGU consultant, ini-invite ako ng mayor eh para i-educate itong mga barangay captain sa climate change at saka sa mga ano, sustainability. So we conduct that. Like... Um, nag nagano kami nagle-lecture kami tungkol sa ano eh kasi hindi nila maintindihan yung land use and zoning. Wait lang, ako rin po hindi ko po alam yun. Ang permit ng mga nag nag-a-apply ng nag-a-apply ng building permit, nire-require kami na nire-require diba mga architect na kukuha ng barangay permit. And daming barangay captain na hindi nila maintindihan yung plano, di ba? Tapos nire-require nila mag-submit kami ng plano sa barangay. Hindi naman sila technical people, di ba? Tapos question-questionan nila yung drainage, yung water supply, etc., etc. Ngayon, kailangan ma-educate itong mga barangay captains in terms of land use and zoning because they keep on approving and giving barangay permit to those people uh, na nag-a-apply ng building permit na may papatay yung building na ganito, may papatay yung paktorya na ito sa barangay nila. So they keep on approving. Yun pala, ang puno dulo nito, hindi pala sila well-versed sa land use and zoning map. So kailangan i-educate namin sila kung anong ibig sabihin ng yellow sa color code ng urban planning. Anong ibig sabihin ng red? Anong ibig sabihin ng light green? Anong ibig sabihin ng dark green? Hindi pala nila alam itong mga barangay captain yung color coding sa mga land use map. So yun yung dapat guide nila para approve nila na may papatay yung residential dito, na may papatay yung commercial dito. Dapat alam nila yung color code para sa residential na yellow at saka color code ng commercial na red. Parang ganun. No? Yes, so po, yun yung ginagawa yes, namin. Informative campaign. At dapat talaga may mga architect sa mga bawat LGU. No? Yes po. Ano? Um, sir Bob, um I hope it does not stop sa mga barangay captains lang po, no? So sir, um yes, yes. for for our listeners and for like people like me who does not know the meaning of <laughs> land use map, could you briefly explain to us? Plan 2, diba? <laughs> <laughs> Alam niyo yung pinag-aralan niyo sa plan 2. Sa lahat dito na dinidiktrio ang ano, administration namin. Hindi po ata natuto sa amin yan. No, no, no. You will you will learn that in planning 2, no? in planning to kasi uh, fundamentals of community architecture and urban planning yun. Uh, land, you know, uh, different places on the earth or even in the Philippines from Batanes to Hulu, meron tayong tinatawag na land use map as prepared by the DNR Land Management Bureau. Okay? Nung araw, mano-mano yan na mapa. <laughs> kasi pupunta ako sa NEDA nung araw, no? may mano-mano yan ng mga draftsman. Pero ngayon, autocad na siya color-coded na siya. So sa larangan ng urban planning, meron tayong tinatawag na na legend or color code. Okay? Halimbawa, blue is body of water. Green, agricultural. Ganon. No? So may color code dyan. So dun sa mapa ng barangay o mapa ng town, 
may nilalagay ang DNR doon kung alin doon ang institutional zone, alin ang agricultural zone, alin ang commercial zone, ganun. So yun yung guide dapat natin para i-classify yung mga iba't ibang pro- building project natin na magmamatch dun sa existing and proposed land use and zoning map ng municipality or city. Okay? Uh, yes. So intindihan mo na, yung land <laughs> yes, use, ibig sabihin, gamit ng lupa as commercial, industrial, agricultural, institutional, etc. etc. Ganun. Ayun po pala yung zoning, yeah. iba lang po pala yung <laughs> term. Yes. Ayan. So thank you for architect. So ayan, next question pa is Ayan. Um eto. I myself a second second year architecture student started my college life amidst the pandemic po. What welcome me in architecture or webinars and workshops on how to adapt to the pandemic, how to design post-pandemic infrastructures, pandemic homes. It seems like a quarter of our design shifted to considering a scenario, ay, sorry, a scenario where we are living in the pandemic. forever, no? So, parang sabi, okay, dapat guys, prepared na tayo, baka magkaroon pa ng pandemic next time. So, some structures renovated their designs to accommodate social distancing, minimizing their, their customers inside the store. So, now po, architect, um, with this new normal, how do you think our transition would be after having lesser and lesser until there's no COVID cases anymore? Do you think that we would go back to our previous normal po? or completely adapt this new normal. Yes, Pop. Okay. Uh, basing from my experience as an architect, did you know that there is, I don't know if it's a coincidence or or it was really meant to be. Because uh, prior to the pandemic period, like in 2017, I had a residential project which is owned by uh, two nurse uh, na couple. No? So mag-asawa, nurse sila, operating room nurse yung yung isa yung isa nasa OPD nurse siya and then when 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 i was asking the requirement for for the construction of the bungalow ha ang sabi nila sa akin yung mag-asawa architect ano um we wanted a, a shower room outside our house because after we come from work we need to take the shower and remove all our clothes before entering our house so that was the instruction so noong 2017 pa lang nagplano na ako ng floor plan na sasagot doon sa hinaing ng mag-asawa na kailangan mag-shower muna sila bago sila papasok sa bahay. Little did I know that during the time of pandemic, yun pala ang klase ng layout ngayon na nire-require sa mga residential houses. So nag-shift na tayo from the usual uh, typical planning of residential houses na may carport, may porch, may living room, may kitchen, may dining, etc., etc., Ngayon, iba na. So ang layout ng residential ngayon, upon entering the premises, kailangan mag, you have to remove everything. So dapat may, meron na parang hamper or laundry area, tapos may shower area na sa labas because we cannot enter your house without changing into a new clothes and taking a shower. And so ma-realize ko na yung ginawa kong bungalow noong 2017, yun pala yung response no para sa pandemic. Okay? So, tuwang-tuwa yung mag-asawa and I keep on telling the couple na, alam mo, mabuti nga naging kliyente ko kayo, sabi ko eh, kasi yung, yung, yung klinano natin sa bahay ninyo, ito pala yung tugon sa pandemic. No? Kasi ano sila, frontliner silang dalawa eh. No? So, yun palang, kahit hindi pa pandemic, alam na itong mga medical practitioners at saka frontliners na ganun pala dapat ang layout ng mga kabahayan nila. And I've already implemented that as a plan somewhere in the city. of San Fernando to a couple who are working at the Ilocos Regional 
hospital. Yes, gabi naman so, pong coincidence. <laughs> yes. So, noong pa, nadidesign ko na na ito, pang pandemic pala itong plano ng bahay na to. And how much more with other institutions, no? Like right now, meron akong dinidesign na commercial building, no? Dalawang commercial building ito, building A and B, magka, magkamukha sila, no? And then, um, Definitely, there is um, there, there is actually a change from the typical commercial layout because prior to that, uh, any people who are entering the different commercial stalls has to undergo uh, certain uh, health protocols uh, ano, uh, compliance. So, yun, kailangan i-provide natin yun dun sa plano. No? So, ganun na yung mangyayari ngayon. This is now what, what's going on. And all the other architects na kasama ko, for sure, ganun din ginagawa. So, as mandated by DOH. Yes po, Sir Bob, no? So, di ba sabi niyo po kanina na ano, yung ginawa niyo pong yun is naging requirement na po siya sa mga yes. new residential houses ngayon. Tapos, exactly. eh, ano naman po exactly. sa mga malls is parang nagkakaroon silang parang ma- malita cube kung saan pwede sila mag-sanitize yes, on our yes. medical facilities. Yes, yes. Uh, gumawa sila ng structures yes, or yes. let's say parang division lang sa mga COVID Bias. cases and then normal cases. Bias. Yes. So, um, Sir Bob, um, do you think po na during the wala na tayong pandemic, sa so tingin nyo, babalik po ba tayo sa normal? Like, tatanggalin po ba nila yung, ano, yung pandemic? Um, what, you, what, you, what you call those areas for, for mga positive cases? Or, or i, yes po, or yung mga ano, or uh, babalik tayo? Unti-unting matatanggal nga. Ito nga, nagkaroon na tayo ng breakthrough na hindi na mandatory requirement ang face shield. Mm. So, unti-unti na yan, no? But right now, we still have to keep on using the face mask para hindi tayo, para sigurado talaga na, ano, na hindi tayo makahawa ng, ng, ano, ng virus. Kasi nung, nung kaumpisa ng pandemic, anybody na bumabahing o, or ano, uh, nagka-cough, parang ganun. Yung mga tao lumalayo na kaagad kasi alam nila COVID na siya, di ba? So ganun na yung mga balibalita nun. So to, to keep yourself safe, you have to wear a face mask uh, every now and then. Okay. So ganun so, muna. Let's be so, tingin ko yung mga, yung mga generations na yung generations ngayon kailangan nilang ano, sabihin nila sa mga architect nila in the future, architect gawin mo ko na mga ganito kasi baka baka nagkaroon ako ng anak, mga ganun. Baka magkaroon na naman pandemic. No? <laughs> Definitely nanalalangin tayo na babalik din sa normal lahat. Kaya nga yes. ang tawag na dito is new normal. So we always pray na babalik tayo sa new normal and I'm confident naman no na makakabalik tayo okay kasi sa mga kasal ngayon grabe ano i i attended nagnino ako sa kasal recently nagulat ako na yung ring bearer as a flower girl eh kwan na teenager yun pala bawal pala yung mga bata sa, sa ano sa garden wedding as a kasimbahan pero lately nalaw na yung mga bata na pumunta sa mall so unti-unti na tayong going back to that so i can't imagine na may ring bearer pero kwan pala teenager siya so nagulat ako yun pala yun pala yung requirement ng simbahan okay Gabi no. So let's all hope na talaga matapos sa to. Pandemic tayo just ko nakakapagod oh, na. Definitely. <laughs> so yun ay kasi mo second year ka kamo, hindi mo pa na experience pumasok sa sa loob ng campus, di ba? So hindi kailangan ka po kayo, nararanasan magdala ng T-square sa school. Okay? <laughs> Ayun, architect, are you ready po for our ay, fifth naku, and last question po? Isang ganap ka na arkitektura. True. Sige, please, kasi gutom na gutom na. Ay, gutom na. Okay. So, let's make this quick po. So, basic question lang po to. One sentence. Architect, okay. how do you start change? Yeah. 
Napaka, you have to start change from within yourself. <laughs> it's just a matter of self-discipline. Kasi pag wala kang disiplina and you, you tend to violate uh, uh, certain protocols, walang mangyayari sa'yo. Diba? So change starts within you. No? It starts within you. So it's a matter of discipline nga. No? Kailangan maging responsible ka na individual, follow health protocols, learn to read and follow instructions, and don't be pasaway. Yes, okay. of course, guys. No, like si Sarah, nasa, nasa sa atin yan. So, um, Sir Bob, yes. um, as an architect, po, uh, if you were given a chance to lead the Filipino people, you know, you know how do you start change? Po? Uh, Wari, ano, mag- um, architect Bob, babago? President of the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ano pong gusto niyo mga project? <laughs> Well, with the, with the recent uh, with the recent trends on health issues, I think that uh, the next the next government uh, of the Philippines, whoever he or she is, should focus on providing more uh, improvement on the health issues, aside from protecting our environment and protecting our territory as well. If you know what I mean, so yun yung dapat na ano na sacrifice or bigyan ng importansya ng mga susunod na upong official natin. Kaya piliin yung mabuti. kung sino yung karapat dapat na tutugon sa mga sa mga kailangan i-address natin sa ating lipunan particularly in climate change particularly our environment particularly our territories and particularly our self sovereign as uh, ordinary Filipino citizen so yun lang naman gaano ka simple no so starts gaya ng sinabi ko change starts within ourselves change starts with a new No, and excited tayo sa bagong gobyerno na papalit sa administrasyong Duterte. We're gonna see what will happen. So vote for the right people in the coming elections. Yes, tama okay. guys. Vote the right people. Ayan, thank you po architect, no? Um in conclusion to this episode, we have learned a lot of things from architect Bobby's experiences and knowledge about the said topics, the pandemics and climate change. So, before ending this episode po, architect, do you have anything more to say? Your keynotes, your final things. po. Well, um To, to you, the, the aspirants to the profession, just, just balance everything, your extracurricular activity, your co-curricular activity for UAPSA, and, and try to devise programs and systems in such a way that it will benefit the entire membership. No? And alam, alam naman natin na UAPSA are very active. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this organization, UAPSA, will produce great leaders And I'm very sure that you will become great leaders of UAP when you will become an architect. And it takes a lot of responsibility kasi nga meron tayong code of ethics na sinusunod. And at the same time, uh, try to be of service to other people. So when there is a need for emergency for you to help the people of Mindanao or for you to help yung mga nasa lanta ng bagyo, which you are doing, we, we appreciate that. No? And of course, gaya ng topic natin ngayon about climate change, learn to protect our environment in your own simple way. Tree planting will do good. And among others, recycling among others. So please try to devise and innovate no, technologies that will help alleviate uh, our present problems of poverty, our present problems of uh, garbage, our, pre- our simple present problems of uh, low economy, mga namamatay nating mga negosyo, kailangan buhayin ulit. So nasa sa inyo, no, mga future architects, 
ang future ng bansa natin. Whether you wanted to go abroad or practice your profession here in the Philippines, learn to love your environment, learn to love your country the way we do. No? So yun lang. Maraming salamat for the opportunity. Just uh, invite me whenever you need uh, uh, certain my certain contribution to share my knowledge and skills to all of you. Yeah, thank you po Ole Sir Bob for accepting champio for accepting our invitation na rin po for this Yopsalitaan season 8. And of course for sharing your knowledge sure. for our listeners po. Um we're not sure kung sino may nakikinig, guys. Kung sino man kayo, please do ano yun mo yun. Please do support Sir Bob. No. So right now we're flashing on the screen is the certificate of appreciation. So this certificate is proudly presented to Ay, Architect salamat. Rosano Bobby G. Baradi for his grateful acknowledgement of his or her invaluable service rendered as the guest speaker during the UAP Salitaan Season 8 with the theme Luntian, the People and the Environment, Episode 3, Environment, Pandemics and Climate Change, held on the 28th day of November on the year of the Lord 2021, signed by the Chair Chair Committee on UAPSA Publication, Joanna Carla T. Gundaya, UAPSA UP Mindanao, the UAPSA Secretary General, Mr. Aidon M. De La Rosa, UAPSA DVHSU, and the UAPSA National President, Mr. Zion Enrico Arlikop from UAPSA USD. Thank you po again, Architecno, for being with us here today. So, <laughs> ayun guys, I am Carlo Luisi Sarilon from UAPSA TAPQC, your host for today's Lundian, the people and the environment, 8th season of UAPSA Litaan, episode G, entitled Environment, Pandemics, and Climate Change. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account at UAPSA National and on Facebook, UAPSA.Haligi Publication so you'll be updated every time we upload a new episode. Thank you. See you next time.